0: What the fuck are we going to talk about today, motherfuckers? Oh, the world is fucking crazy. The world is fucking insane. We've been uh, bouncing around California for, I don't know, three weeks. I lost track of time. Um, you know, luckily. I covered myself before I started doing this podcast, and I got a bunch of fucking friends who played in bands, who actually recorded music, and are more than happy to share, so, uh, right now we're using the wet teens, because, it, I just love the wet teens. They need to have a fucking reunion. That's what they should do. I want to smoke weed with Asanova again. Okay, so, yeah, it's kind of heavy, man, uh, podcast what am i going to talk about what am i going to tell y'all fuckers about what do you want to know about see that's the question i'm starting this thing and i tell random stories all the fucking time and everybody knows my bullshit stories well y'all love the entertainment value i'm sure y'all keep asking for them but i haven't really figured out what the fuck we're going to talk about But, since we're on the wet tains, let's talk about Ron Jeremy. If y'all remember, Ron Jeremy showed up for the wet tains. I'm waiting for him. Hold on. Come on, Ron. There you go. yeah 30 motherfucking thingies that's kind of boring too i really don't give a shit and the fucking porn star and he was sexually assaulting motherfuckers on camera ask tracy lords how her ass felt <laughs> uh. Alright, so we'll go to why did I go back to California from South Carolina. Other than the obvious, um, uh, the ex called, well, she's officially an ex now I think, I ain't got my papers yet, but we'll see how that goes. She called and you know, women have a way of telling you all these sad, sad, miserable things. She needed my help and she missed her husband and she wanted to work things out. And by the way, she was pregnant. But the daddy didn't matter. (laughs) Oh God, it gets better. Okay, so I say, I'll come and help you as long as there's no bullshit. There's no shit coming up in the side. Nobody sneaking up. You know, none of that bullshit behind the back bullshit. (laughs) Oh, God. From day one, it was shit. Uh, The dog got here six hours, four hours before I did. Uh, When I got here, I had to wait five hours at LAX. And my phone shit the bed and somebody's fucked up my facey space and oh god it was horrible and miserable and it didn't get any fucking better folks uh i was there for a couple of months it just wasn't gonna work and it didn't we got in a big argument i packed my shit and left uh i went to stay with a friend who well who's someone who i thought was a friend and uh I don't pay attention, you know. I I do things. I'm a nice person. I will cook if there's other humans around. I will cook if you know me. This is a thing. People take advantage of that. If I cook, wash the goddamn dishes, motherfucker. At least offer. You ain't got to do it. Just fucking offer. <laughs> you know, you buy groceries. You fix things. You do shit that men do, and it's not a fucking sexist statement. That's a fucking thing that you supposed to fucking do. Hell, hobos, that's how the fuck hobos used to bounce around on the fucking trains. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, that's how I ended up back in fucking California. that brings us to where we are now on the side of the fucking continent the bottom the other opposite bottom I can't go to the Florida here because it's Mexico I mean I could go to the Florida here but it's Mexico San Diego's interesting the Bay has been amazing. There's so many parts and so many places to park for free and showers and you never have to see another person. San Diego is gorgeous. If you want the city, you can go right into the city. Or you can stay your ass right out here on the Bay and feel like you're in the country. Oh, fuck. So, I guess we need stories from all of my travels. Huh, I wonder where we'll start that. So, I guess we'll start from the beginning. My dad drove a truck when I was a kid kid, like, you know, uh, before school. And me and my mom would lay in the sleeper when they go through checkpoints, whatever they would be, you know, you pull into a yard, we hide in the back and look out the window or you go through an agriculture checkpoint and we'd hide in the back and look out the window. (laughs) But I got a taste for the road early in life. And things were very different until my sister came along. Things were very free and very open and very hippie. Um, The first five years of my life, I didn't spend it around many kids. Um, Most everyone was older than me, much, much older than me. but there's so many cool stories from them. Uh, how many kids can say that when they learned to tie their shoes, that the party that their parents were at stopped? I was on the stairs, and I was maybe three, and I had finally figured out how to tie my shoe, and I jumped up and said, "I tied my shoe!" and some guy heard and said, "Hey, stop the music." Y'all, and they put me up on the table. And everybody's standing around. And this kid just figured out how to tie his shoe. And everybody went crazy.
1: Wow.
0: God, my parents spoiled me early. <laughs> uh, I had run of a neighborhood in Five Points, South Side, Birmingham, Alabama. I mean, really, it's, it's a dangerous neighborhood. When I grew up, when I was older, there was a lot of da- bad shit that happened in that neighborhood. But as a four-year-old walking the streets, I had a lady who would tell me stories. There was the British or the Australian couple who had the Down syndrome daughter, my adventure buddy. It was the neighbor who hated my father, whose daughter really liked me. Again, I'm only four, maybe five. No, not five, because Carla was born when I was five. Four, yeah, at the end of my fourth year. (laughs) I'm trying to fill time here, folks.
2: to me
3: man